1: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Saturday Neon. And, guys, this is the greatest Christmas gift ever. You got to get yourself a Saturday Neon design because they have have officially partnered with colleges so you can get the official logo of your college on a Saturday Neon sign. I mean, we've got the Buffs one here. We got the Rams one here. And, guys, I got to tell you what, these are the coolest freaking LED signs Out there, And it's a Denver-based company started by two former Buff alums who are also college roommates. And, yes, they do Rams products as well, so you Rams fans can get on them. And they're expanding to many more schools, so make sure to check out their website to see everything they have to offer because I kid you not, guys, this will be the coolest gift you can get someone. And whether you're getting it for a gift for someone or you're getting it for yourself, use the code DNVR for 10% off your purchase of these awesome, awesome signs. You want to blow someone away this holiday? season, get them a gift from Saturday Neon. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number
2: one for the one and all. Couple with a break, brew and a friend Bleed orange and blue to the bitter end Come and join us, DDN Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Thursday. I'm your host, Zach Stephen, joined by my guy, Andrew Mason. And boy, do we have quite a show. And before we jump into it, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Because over at MSU Denver Online, you can earn a degree while continuing to live your life. You don't have to choose, which a lot of colleges make you do. Over at MSU Denver, you can do both, which is so important in today's age. And on top of that, they're giving you a chance to get your Application fee waived right now. If you use the code DNVR Sports over at MSU Denver Online, now is a great time to get in on the spring semester. Whether you want to take one class or whether you want to start or finish your education, go over to MSU Denver and use that code DNVR Sports to waive your application fee now. My boy Mace, how's it going, my friend?
3: You know, I'm a little depressed. Oh, no. I know you're a ray of sunshine and <laughs> I appreciate your optimism. I'm a little bit depressed. Oh, no. And Part of it is, like, I'm, I've am i been thinking a lot about what Melvin Gordon said a couple of hours ago. Mm-hmm. And I know that it really isn't endemic to the to the theme of the podcast, the title of it. We'll, we'll get to all the Russ Wilson stuff here in a moment. But when he, he, said, he talks about how he'd love to stay in Denver next year, but then said, quote, I don't think many people want me here. As far as the fans, man, I've been seeing a lot of stuff. I'm thinking not just about him, but I'm thinking also about pretty much everybody in that locker room and I think like one of the things that has happened in this social media era is that we've gone from criticism that is just kind of okay bad they made a fumble they made a mistake to stuff that has gotten really kind of deeply personal yeah and I think we've all seen even ourselves on social media how coming at us and how personal it can get and I just feel I honestly I feel really I feel really, really bad that this is the environment we're in right now.
1: Yeah, it's a shame it can't just all be positive be positive and focusing on the positives. And it's a, and it's a bummer. I mean, I had, a, you know, after that press conference, a lot mm. of people were on Twitter saying, this is so sad that a Bronco feels this way. And you can want Javante Williams to be the starter and mm-hmm. have him get the fair share of touches and not hate Melvin Gordon.
3: Right. And I think the thing is, it's fair to say, okay, he had a couple of fumbles. I think it's, it's fair to critique what happens kind of between the lines on the field for a player this but it's i think what has happened especially recently is it's reached another level of hostility in terms Mm -hmm. of it getting personal right right it's beyond the performance it's personal in in terms of some of the things that are thrown out there it's you know it's criticizing you know it's criticizing you know or reporter criticizing you know their credibility that sort of thing and it's it's it happened in so many ways it's happening in so many ways and i just i feel i feel sad for melvin and i feel sad for the players yeah i I mean i think we do a good job of critiquing but not having it reach that personal level right we're talking we're talking about what happens like between the lines what they are as a football player not getting into like character debates Right. Things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a bummer that that yeah. a player has to feel that way. Uh, and and I recommend everyone to go mm-hmm. check out his. Uh, uh, his entire press conference, you can find it over on my Twitter. I tweeted out the Broncos also tweeted out because man, not only does he talk about that and open up about that, he opens up, but he wants to be in Denver. He loves mm-hmm. Denver, and then he also opens up about Javante Williams. I mean, people think it's him against Javante. You have to choose sides. Melvin clearly shows he loves Javante. He thinks Javante is going to be special. He thinks Javante is going to be here a long time, just like all of us do. And that's Melvin Gordon saying that. I mean, if you watch that press conference and still, uh, you, you, there's just no way that you'll be able to hate Melvin Gordon after. watching that press conference. That's the type of guy he is. We've had him on this show before, so we really appreciate Melvin. And honestly, he's a damn good football player. Javante Williams, damn good football player. You pair those two together, you see what they're doing. And Melvin made a good point today. If you had both of those guys just be the bell cow, if you had one of those guys be the bell cow, they'd be a top five rusher. And I completely agree with him. And, and, And it's really cool because he clearly put the team first by saying those things about Javante. He could have easily brushed it aside, like we've seen Joe Flacco do, and, and not want to be a mentor, but no. He's clearly taken Javante under his wing, and wants to raise him up, instead of bash him down. And I think yeah. that's a great place to start, and, and learn lessons from, is seeing what he did. You know, to, mm-hmm. to, to raise Javante up, doesn't mean you have to bash Melvin.
3: Yeah. He talked about how he told Javante, you to get two or three massages. You know. <laughs> it, but the thing is, they work I'll well I'll take get, two or three massages. Hey, who wouldn't like those? But... They work well together, and I think something that really should come into play with any long-term decision is this. Javante ran really well. Melvin Gordon was running well, and then he got he had the, the injury, but he should be back this week. All, turn, all signs are pointing that way. These guys are fairly fresh because they have each other. Right. And, and maybe uh, if the Broncos are going to beat anything here in the next five games— it's going to be these two probably getting them there yep. especially on the offensive side and they both have legs that seem sets of legs that seem pretty spry at this point and that can that, that can carry the load yep so may you know if the broncos are going to have that great revival that people are, that everyone hopes for in broncos country it's going to be because those guys split the reps. So the, the, reps. the
1: lessons to take from this, be kind, be nice, especially mm-hmm. online, especially uh, you know to, mm-hmm. to players. Treat them like humans, not like uh, fantasy pieces mm-hmm. like uh, Melvin kind of yeah. hinted at. Some people may be mad at him because of fantasy purposes. But Mace, let's jump and change the tone because you, know, you said you started off a little sad with this, but there's a lot of optimism and happiness in Broncos country after Jordan Schultz mm-hmm. reported yesterday that Russell Wilson would be willing to trade his no-trade or would be willing to waive his no-trade clause for the Giants, Saints and Denver Broncos. and Now, Adam Schefter has also reported in the past that he'd be willing to waive that for the Eagles. Yeah. So let's throw all four of these teams in here, and the Denver Broncos are one of them, and boy, does that put a big smile on Broncos country because just a couple of months ago it was reported uh, Russell Wilson's uh, team leaked the teams he'd be willing to go to, and I believe it was Chicago, the Saints, the Raiders. And was there one other one in there? I don't know if the
3: Eagles were in there at the time.
1: I think it was another new or, yeah. or East Coast team that was thrown in there. And boy, did that just crush Broncos fans' souls! Not just mm-hmm. because the Broncos weren't included, but because the Raiders were included here. Now I don't think, and and, and uh, Jordan Schultz did not say like this is an all-encompassing list. So I kind of think when we view Russell Wilson's list
3: right now, we should probably view all of those teams in there. But Mace, the Denver Broncos, are one of them. Yeah, and I think also though. A team's status on any list, if it comes to fruition in the off season, some of that may be determined by who coaches, and that's where if the Broncos don't make the playoffs, and if they do move on from this current coaching staff, who they hire could have a big impact. Okay, and that's so- and that's where a name who that one that keeps kind of floating around, connected to George Payton in the past, going back to Miami, but also was a part of the two most successful Seahawks teams of which, which Russell Wilson was a part, was Dan Quinn. Okay, so let's dive into
1: that because, Mace, I actually, I personally don't agree with that. So I want to hear why you think that has something to do with it.
3: For Russell Wilson? Yes. And coaching? Uh, for, 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 of, of course, <sighs>
1: yeah, if he wants a guy, mm-hmm. uh, of course, that,
3: that helps. But why, why do you think that's a big deal? Why it's a big deal? He's determining how he wants to spend probably the back half of his career and I think if he can if if he does say I want out he can he can be choosy like he because there's nothing to stop him I mean let's say he has a list of four or five teams but there's nothing to stop him from even zeroing the end and saying no trade me to team x right because they have because they have a situation that I like they have receiving targets they have a decent offensive line they hired a coach that i trust they have a scheme they have a scheme that works for me okay there's not and, and i mean look you could even argue that let's say russell wilson does want to play for dan quinn that's something that maybe if you make a coaching move, you, you weigh, and you have the possibility of getting him, that's something maybe that you weigh in your mind when you're making a decision. Sure, sure. certainly.
1: Now, now I totally see where you're coming from, but Mace, the reason I don't view it as that big uh, of a reason is because, one— Russell Wilson, he's put it out that he's open to, to seven-ish teams, four to seven teams, maybe more, uh, but he hasn't narrowed that list down. And there's no reason for him to narrow a list down right now. But as of now, he's open to a lot of teams, and he's also open to the Broncos without Dan Quinn as a head coach, with Vic Fangio still as the head coach, without any sign that, yes, Dan Quinn is going to be the next head coach. Or, and also, on top of that, the Broncos are, aren't going to be able to make a coaching hire based on what Russell Wilson wants because Russell Wilson's not going to be a free agent. He's not going to be able
3: to choose his own destination. But he he has a no trade clause. He he, he does, he he does. so So effectively he does, he can choose his destination.
1: But what I'm saying is he's made it clear so far that he has like seven teams or four teams, multiple teams that he would be willing to go to. And so here's the thing is, if the Broncos hire the coach he wants, and Russ, and it makes it very clear that Denver's the only destination Russ wants to go to, then it is important, but if it doesn't get to that spot, then I don't think it matters that much, and I don't think that's a negative. I think that's a positive. I think that gives the Broncos an opportunity to not just hire one guy. They can hire a couple of guys, and the fact that the Broncos are on Russ's wish list right now without being, without having a specific head coach, I think is really good news for the Broncos. It keeps more possibilities open.
3: Has he really made it clear, though? because oh. I think we're we're dealing with kind of reports. We haven't he hasn't made it clear directly.
1: Oh, and I don't so, think Russ is ever going to make it clear directly. So I it, would it's all going to be from back alleys I, like it I, is right. right now. And
3: I wouldn't say that it's it's clear now for now if it's all through back channels, for all we know, because again, we just have kind of this report. We don't have anything substantive. This is very speculative in nature. Of course, for all we know, his interest in Denver, is tied to what he thinks the Broncos might do in the coaching spot. So you I mean, think I, the Broncos like example, are already far
1: enough down where not only do they know they're going to move on from Vic, but they know who they're going to hire and
3: Russ already knows that? See, I just don't think I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, I, it, we don't know what the backship cha- back channel's are and I think but I think also it's possible that he may think that's a possibility now and if it doesn't come to fruition, then Denver does come off of his list. Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely
1: that's possible as well. So now let's compare how the Broncos can lure him from the Seahawks because it's not just Russ because since he's not a free agent. Agent, it comes down to making sure you have a better offer than other teams and luring him from the Seahawks not just by saying we have Dan Dan Quinn, we have this coach you want, we have these players you want, but it's also Seattle, trade him to us. And so let's let's kind of look at all these other teams and Mace, how can the Broncos have the best offer or can they? Or how can they convince the Seahawks that that the Broncos are the best team to trade him to?
3: If it's only about twenty twenty two draft capital, the Broncos can't put together the best offer. Yep, because we know the Giants are listed in this. They have two top ten picks right now, six and seven. The Eagles are in it. Three picks. They're all in the teens right now. And actually, if you go by the Jimmy Johnson draft value chart, both sets of picks, the Giants' picks and the Eagles' picks, both add up to exactly 3,100 points. The only way the Broncos can enter that sort of conversation is if they trade Two years of ones, probably two years probably their second round picks for the next two years as well.
1: Well, and I think that I think that's just the very start of any Russell Wilson trade conversation is that value. And so I think when it comes to purely draft capital mace, the Broncos just simply can't compete. It's got to have so, some
3: players involved. And too. so
1: if it boils down to Russ saying I'm open to any of these seven teams like, like is kind of out there right now, if he keeps it that open and the Seahawks say, well, we only care about trading you to a team that's going to give us the most draft capital – the Broncos aren't going to be in contention because not only can those two teams trade first round pick two round picks next year, which is more than the Broncos have. They can also trade second and third round picks like the Broncos can. They can also trade future first round picks just like the Broncos can. But obviously Mace, I don't think it's going to be that simple. I don't think Russ is going to say I'm open to any seven of these teams. Seattle, you guys choose. And Seattle says, okay, it's only open to draft compensation, which is good for the Broncos because the Broncos won't be able to hang. So then it goes even further than that. But Mace, really quick. But before we get to even further pieces, what do you think is is going to be kind of the the ballpark estimate of draft compensation for Russ?
3: I think when all is said and done, first I don't think it'll be as heavy. Like I don't like could it be three first round picks for the Broncos? I don't think it'll get that point. Wow, why? I because a lot of these offers when we start kind of theorizing them uh, and how how audacious they are they end up being a step below that when they actually go into practical application. And that's fair. Now, so really that's, that's uh, personally I would trade three first round picks. I don't think it would get to the Broncos trading three first round picks. I think ultimately if they got it done it would it would end up being two ones, two twos and a player or two. Now, the other thing that comes into play, the let's look at the Giants and Eagles right now in terms of what they can offer. Well, wait, wait, you know, let's well, just stick on draft capital. Super, no, but draft quick. capital is involved also with a specific position, quarterback. Right. Because the Eagles could send Jalen Hurts.
1: Well, see, see, you're going, you're going, you're going further than the no. draft compensation no, right
3: No, now. but no, but the reason why I'm bringing this up, this is part of the equation because you could say that the Eagles— <laughs> well,
1: We were going to get there.
3: Oh, well, this is part of the point I want to make, though. The Eagles could offer Jalen Hurts. The Giants could offer Daniel Jones. The Broncos could offer Drew Locke. Which one of those has the most value, potentially, the Seahawks, as somebody who we could say, let's see where he goes for a year?
1: I mean, the Broncos can't even offer Drew Locke. I mean, mean, sure, they could, but that's like equivalent to a seventh rounder, like a a conditional seventh rounder. So I I see where you're going with this, and I completely agree. The Broncos don't have a quarterback. It's another
3: disadvantage the Broncos might have in terms of ammunition compared to these teams.
1: Exactly. And, uh, heck, Ryan was just saying that he can see Jalen Hurts being in the uh, MVP conversation next year. He said that on yesterday's pod. And so mm-hmm. if if Seattle views it that way, they want to take a flyer on that. They want to take a flyer potentially on a top five pick in Daniel Jones, who has not been a complete bust. He has he been good? No. Has he lived up to a top five pick? No. But could a team convince themselves that there's still something there? I I think so. A team could. I I wouldn't convince myself of that, but Mace, we've seen crazier things. Carolina convinced themselves of Sam Darnold. Exactly. Right? So so that's something that those teams have. Yeah. And and those are those are kind of, you know, uh, the cherry on top of a deal to really push a deal over the ledge, I think, for those teams. Uh, But the Broncos don't have that. Uh, So they're at a disadvantage when it comes to draft capital, purely draft capital. They're at a disadvantage when it comes to being able to trade a quarterback away. And let's say the Raiders are involved. Derek Carr could also be in that conversation potentially. And so other teams have the advantages there. So Mace, here's how I think the Broncos have, uh, uh, have to get the advantage is... They've got to convince Russ behind the scenes, look, bud, we're a great place for you to compete right away. We're a great place for you to finish your career, if that's five, ten years, whatever you want it to be. We know how to build uh, around a veteran Hall of Fame, future future Hall of Fame quarterback in order to get the guy here. And that's how the Broncos sell him. And then he needs to say, yeah, you're right, Seattle? not willing to waive waive this no-trade clause for the Giants. I'm not willing to waive it for uh, the Eagles. I don't want to go to Vegas. I want to go to the Broncos. Now, maybe he doesn't have to eliminate every team, but he's going to have to narrow it down, and then that's when the Broncos say, okay, Seattle, uh, he's narrowed it down, but we're still going to be willing to give up a lot.
3: Yeah, and you sort of hope it narrows down to the Broncos and the Saints, if it's that conversation, because the Saints are really not in a position to do this, even even though they offer the best coach in Sean Payton, and they have, you could argue, two guys at skill positions who are on Hall of Fame trajectories in Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. and certainly the best offensive line situation, particularly at the tackles, when healthy in Terran Armstead and Ryan Ramchek. So they can offer the best situation. The problem with the Saints is how galactically over the cap they're projected to be. North of $60 million. And there aren't, I mean, and the Saints are better at putting things on a credit card better they than are. anybody else. Yep. At some point, the bill is going to come due, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to swallow the pill, but it seems like they're willing to keep pushing that, push further and further into the future. The Saints don't have; they have some contracts they can restructure. The only like clear, clear cut they can make to save money is our old friend Bradley Roby. They can save nine million plus if they cut him in the off But there's still a lot of other moves to be made. And oh, by the way, speaking of Roby, even their draft capital has been cut into by Roby because they gave up a third round pick.
1: Right, right, and, for Roby. And <laughs> so, now yeah. I've seen some people just put out like uh, the salary cap of teams that are interested. Yeah or that Russell Wilson is potentially interested in. Of course, the Broncos are at the top of that list, but I'll just I'll pump the brakes on
3: that. You because can make a deal. If you really want exactly, to, you can make it happen.
1: Even the Saints, who are in an awful cap position, could make it happen. So I wouldn't get too hung up on that and see the cap numbers and say, oh, the Broncos are the clear favorite. No, but so the Saints have the coaching on the Broncos, and maybe that's something where maybe Dan Quinn Is Mm -hmm. in your building that you can say, okay, now it kind of evens it out a little more for the Broncos to be able to land him if he really likes him. So that's something where the Broncos can get an advantage or at least try to become even with the Saints. Uh, And so now, Mace, it comes to uh, what else can the Broncos offer? Because they can be competitive with their draft capital. They Mm -hmm. can be obviously competitive and absolutely make a move in the salary cap
3: position, but they're going to have to sweeten the deal with probably some players. They will, and obviously you'd like to trade from positions of depth, but at the same time, Seattle may demand differently. Of course, if you're trading so much draft capital, then if you are trading an asset, then you're also saying – all right, we're gonna. We hope that we've got somebody in reserve who can step up. I mean, for example, do you think that maybe Albert Okwebunam can be the number one tight end?
1: Oh, I'm thinking on very different routes than you are. Well, if
3: that's the case, if they think Okwebunam can be the tight end, is no offense part of a deal?
1: Oh, sure. And yeah. I. But Mace, where I'm thinking is, I'm trying to think of the most valuable player on the Broncos. I think it's Pat Sertan. That would hurt. It. It would hurt. But but yeah. and that that's why, I mean, we're talking different angles. You're talking Noah Fant. That's like equivalent of maybe a third round oh. guy now. I'm talking about how do you say, instead of taking two top 10 picks from the Giants and Daniel Jones, how do you sell that to Seattle and say, here, here's a deal. Here's three first round picks. And uh, I wasn't just thinking Pat Sertan. Here's Pat Sertan and Javante Williams. And now maybe I'm oh sell- my Maybe maybe I'm selling myself way too far right now, but hey, better have really high or really low expectations on everything you have to give up and then be surprised. But I'm thinking of a package to blow Seattle away where they're not even gonna listen to the Giants. They're not even gonna listen to the Eagles. And I think that's the most competitive package you can have. I'm trying to think of the most the 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 most the, the biggest time players that you can sell, the most valuable players, and I, I think you go with those
3: guys. We're getting to a realm where I think George Payton wouldn't do it. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. You can, argue, you can argue that.
1: And and really quick, just before people are saying, I can't believe you want to trade Javante I mean, Williams. I didn't Pat know Sutan. you were going to go that spicy there. I, that... I, I the quarterback is everything I, as we've talked about. It's everything. And also on top of that, I was willing to trade three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers this last offseason with thinking maybe you get three years out of Aaron Rodgers. Now I am I'm, I'm willing to trade anything for Russell Wilson. You're gonna at least get five years, probably eight. And maybe even 10 years with him. So he's way more valuable in my mind. And you're not stripping the entire team by doing that. You're not giving up like 10 starters. You're getting rid of two damn good football players. And that's what, that. I mean, this is actually a compliment to Pat Sertan and Javante Williams. They've been playing, what, 11 games in the NFL or 12 games in the NFL right
3: now. And they're already that valuable. That's just how much I value them. You could also say you literally just traded the two best guys on the team right now. Yep. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to upgrade, come <laughs> here, Kale. There's like, yeah. To get a hall, I agree with
0: to get a hall of fame
1: quarterback. So Nuggets UK and, and Kale. I'll ask you, since Nuggets UK may not be able to respond right away, are you saying that you wouldn't do that deal? I think you're trading away two hall of famers. No. Wait, you, you tra- wouldn't wait. do Hawn, the stop, deal. Stop. stop wow. Right hey, here. wait. In the did Super- you
3: just say? You're trading two Hall of Famers in trading Sir Tanning Javante. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't believe all the, I can't believe all the pushback, guys. So, so a, a, a well, lot of people. Need, well, I'm actually not surprised at the pushback. But what I need to know, guys, is would you make that trade? And and let me know in the live chat. And speaking of the live chat, if you're tuning in, hit us with a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. If you're chiming in on Twitter, please hop over to to YouTube. That's where the chat's better. And you got to let me know, does anyone agree with me here? Because if not, I think we're a little too close-minded with just how in, in, in viewing this, it's such a small circle right now. We're not viewing the big picture here. Uh, we're talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to play for the next 10 years. Javante and Pat Sertan are fantastic. Guys, we've seen what this team is with good running back play. Maybe not as good as, as Javante, and we've seen what this this team is with great, excellent Cornerback play. Don't forget how good Chris Harris and Aqib Talib were. They had two of them in 2016. They didn't make the playoffs. They had two of them in 2017. They didn't have a quarterback. They didn't even make the playoffs. Russ is getting this team without Pat Sertan, without Javante Williams. He's getting them to at least the playoffs. And the Broncos would be competitive with the Chiefs every single year for the AFC West. I cannot believe you guys aren't at least open to this. Hold on, let me get on the mic. <laughs> wow.
3: Kale, I think you've sent you know, Kale to
1: the tipping point where people, he has to get a mic now. People
3: have been saying, Zach, that you've been putting like cayenne pepper in your coffee. <laughs> no, I think there's something smaller or stronger here that went in your coffee. I don't what, know What's what stronger it, than cayenne pepper? Cocaine? <laughs> That's what I thought you were referring to. <laughs> I'd put sugar in my coffee. I figured you did. A white stuff. A little different. Oh, but you didn't put up your nose. <laughs> you didn't put it in your coffee. Exactly. But, oh my gosh. Like. I, I can I can hear when I was over at Orange and Blue 760, and we would do a hot take Wednesday. James Gomez, our producer, had the sound effect of Roger Daltrey screaming from "Won't Won't Get Fooled Again" every time there was a hot take, and over and over, I'm hearing in my mind this, yeah, <laughs> dun dun dun. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, and I and I'm okay. hearing that as, as you talk right here's, now. Here's here's my thought <laughs> yes. process on here as we're talking about it, yes. Zach. tell me, Kale. It, Pat Sertan, if you're trading him today yep. without Ross earning, if you're just trading him for picks, that's two first-round picks. Javante's probably a first on its own. That's three first-round picks you're giving up right there, Yeah, and you're throwing picks on top of that. You're trading the equivalent of four first-round picks for anything That's
1: crazy. Wait, what do you mean for anything? For I mean, you're talking about Russell.
3: Yeah, you're talking about Russell. I Exactly. I'm I'm,
1: I'm trading that much because what you also have to account in here is, yes, next year's pick will be in the mid-teens as it looks like the Broncos are probably going to be. But then any other future first-round picks, they're going to be 25 or worse. So they're really kind of just great second-round picks, terrible first-round picks. So in reality, it's not that much.
3: So how many actual first round picks would you trade if you traded both Javante and Sertan? Because for me, it would be the only, if you trade those two players, because like Kale said, Sertan's probably worth two round one picks at this point because yep. he's reached that I level. I agree, I agree. And Javante's probably worth the first round pick. Sure, sure. I wouldn't go any further if you did trade those guys. Okay, I've got you on board now. Only, but one first round pick, next year's first round pick, that's it. So it's the equivalent of four first rounders. Yep. But I'm not trading any second rounders, any third rounders, nothing.
1: Pete Carroll or or Seattle's on the phone, and they say, "Yep, all right. Hey Eagles, we'll take your three first round picks next year: Jalen Hurts, a 2023 first round pick, and a 2024 first round pick. And if you want to throw some seconds on there too, we'll do that. Thanks, Broncos. No thanks. You think the Eagles and, would really give up that much? And uh, potentially, I'm just saying. Howie that, Roseman might say, "Whoa, that's too much. I'm even saying, for me. if you want to really compete that's the offer and oh. that's how and, and that's something that George Payton's going to have to think about and, and and make uncomfortable i mean we we had this conversation with with Aaron Rodgers and i just kept saying to people people would be like you know, I'm willing to give up a first and a second for Aaron. I'd say, are you kidding me? you got to be uncomfortable in order to make this move. you got to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Trading Pat Sertan, Javante Williams, and many first-round picks makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I like having a Hall of Fame quarterback more than I like anything else.
3: Here's the only reason why I think you're not totally crazy, Zach, is you might be onto something as far as an offer that Seattle would listen to because if Pete Carroll and Schneider are staying... They're going to want to run the ball like they did when they had Marshawn Lynch, and they're going to want to build back heavy on the defense. And those are two cornerstone pieces they can do that around. Yeah, So you probably get them to listen.
1: Yep, it's a it's a it's a good point, Kale. And man, just so much pushback. I, I, I absolutely love it. Mr. Mm-hmm. Orange says Zach's always willing to give up the whole team for a quarterback. I'm willing to give up two uh, great players right now. And one of those great players is going to be a great player for fifteen years. The other one, we always say don't pay running backs except if they're Derek Henry. So Javante Williams, when people say that, they're saying he's gonna be a great player for four years. You're gonna get Russ for ten years at the most important position in sports. So I get the pushback, but guys the running
3: back is the easiest guy to trade of course like that's course. the one I'm like okay f- yep. okay fine because you know what if you hang on to those other picks Javante Williams as good as he is 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 relatively easily replaceable right because there's no shortage of running backs and I know people right. that that and I know that may not sit well with some people, but that's just the nature of running backs. to your point. Mace, you can find that. You love Jonathan
1: Taylor. Second round guy. Now he's the leading rusher in the NFL. Right.
3: We love Javante Williams. Second round second pick. round pick. So right. it, I mean, it,
1: it, it's a, it's a great point.
3: Yeah. It's the, it's the fact that it's at it. It's the fact that I just wouldn't go any further than those three guys. Plus a first rounder Fair. because it's the equivalent of four first rounders. If, if yeah. we're going down the play, the player kit path, I can't imagine, though, that Pat Sertan in particular would be a guy that George Payton would have on the table.
1: Fair, fair that's fair yeah. and I, I'm willing to go that far and I'm willing to go as far as to say that there's no better tailgate than the one we're hosting with the Detroit or against the Detroit Lions this week over at Empower Field at Mile High and guys we're going to continue this conversation for weeks and months and I can't wait to get into it and Mace I thought I love that conversation we had and that you know was what? Something. If you show mm. up to the tailgate you can tell me how wrong I am because Mace mm-hmm. will be there, Ryan will be there I'll be there, the whole mm-hmm. crew's going to be there, they this week, make sure to get in on the party bus that's going down there. Get over to the DNVR bar. If you're not going to be at the game, come watch it at the DNVR bar. We're going to be doing a live uh, post-game show after. They're going to be doing the tailgate digital show mm. here before the game. And, guys, there's no better place to hang out, whether it's for a Broncos game, whether it's for a Nuggets, Avs game. Uh, and and catch, catch us because we're always here. And, hey, from 3 to 6, we've got the best happy hour here over at the DNVR bar. So make sure to check. Check us out and come grab a Breckenridge beer while you're at it, because we love Breck beers. Uh, Mace, it is Christmas Ale season. If you want to get the best best uh, gift for a party, bring the Christmas Ale keg along. We've got one right here. I'm looking at it, boy. It's beautiful, and does it taste delicious? And of course, at the bar, we've got all the Breck beers that you could ever imagine. And if you're not around the bar, well, check out the Breck Brew Locator where you can get, uh, where you can find out where any Breck Brew is. So check them out. Check out the DNVR Bar, and you will be set for a great weekend.
3: Ho, 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 fellas! Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform, and what will help you do that? Well, beer can help, mm. but what can really help you is the Manscaped Performance Package. 4.0 It's their best-selling product. It's at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find the lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Wheat Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Don't forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to Maximize your testicular hygiene routine. Now, these are our picks for our Manscaped Surefire Stocking Stuffers because they have more than just the Performance Package 4.0. You've got the 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner just launched. We've got a couple of bottles right here on the set. Kill two birds with one stone. You've got the cologne-infused body wash, the luxury four-piece nail kit, the Shears 2.0 nail kit. Ball wipes. They're called crop mops. They'll take care of your stinky balls. And, of course, (laughs) the signature, Manscaped Cologne. These are all great stocking stuffers for the man in your life. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know the products are legit and safe. So go on over to manscaped.com. Get that performance package 4.0 or get one of those stocking stuffers. And if you want to save 20% and get a little extra money back in your pocket... Go use the code DNVR, that's manscapegut.com. the code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping be the ballsiest gift giver you know with manscaped
1: wow that's a great one there mace and really quick i just want to clarify on my trade um it's pat sertan javante williams this 2022 first 2023 first and 2024 first i'm willing to give all of that up so equivalent of six first round (laughs) picks in in our scheme just want to make sure that that was uh that that was (laughs) done and mace i mean maybe as crazy as that is the lines in the AFC West this week. Uh, do you know the lines in the AFC West? Don't look it up really quick if you don't I'm know. I'm not. I okay, don't know. okay, perfect. The, the, this, I know that. I think the Broncos line is 8.5. Okay, this is going to be a great question for you. So the Lions are coming into Denver to play the Broncos. The Giants are going into L.A. to play the Chargers. And the Raiders are going into a- or La- or Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Of those games, of course, all three home teams are favorites. Who would you say is the biggest favorite? Lions-Broncos, Giants-Chargers, and Raiders-Chiefs.
3: Well, is the Chargers even on the board after after Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, oh, that, that's a good Chris point. Harris I, Jr.? Like, yeah, that's I pulled the, these
1: odds this morning or last night, so I'm pulling it up right now. Let, let's say it is, because I have the odds before, at least.
3: Before? Okay, if it's before, I'm going to say the Chargers. Okay, I've actually got the Chargers line live right now. Okay, what is it? Well, no, no, no. Which, well, I'm not going to tell you. you got to tell me which well, one's bef- the highest line. Right now? Yeah. Okay. You know what? Justin Herbert's not on the list. So I'm going to say the Chargers because the Giants might be starting Jake from State Farm mm. in that game.
1: Jake, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, actually, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pull up the Chiefs line as well. Okay, the Broncos... And the Chargers are tied for the biggest line. They're both 10-point favorites. Broncos have gone up to 10? 10. They were 8.5 points two days ago. They were 8 this morning, Mace. Somehow, someone just put a ton of money on them over at DraftKings Sportsbook because now they're 10, and the Chiefs are 9.5-point favorites Mm. hosting the Raiders. So, I mean, just massive lines here in the AFC West. And so let's get our picks. And you know what? We'll finish with the Broncos pick, Mace. Let's start with the Giants at the Chargers. Are you gonna bet on the massive upset of Jake
3: Fromm, who's been with the team for ten days ish? Yeah, he compares this to having to take the final without studying. Yikes! Um, Yikes! And yes, because of because of Keenan Allen testing positive, and now Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. They have to have the negative test. They're close. They're close contacts, but if they as long as if they can test negative then you know we'll see but i'm still going with the chargers you're still going with the chargers i don't i mean took a little more thinking than i thought again just because of what the chargers are without but it also fair. it also comes back to is Justin Herbert playing yes yes he is playing they'll be okay
1: Yep. 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 I completely agree. The Chargers are going to win this. And heck, Mace. I mean, to your point about thinking about this game a little bit longer than uh, I think I thought about this game is the the Chargers are up and down. You have no idea mm-hmm. what you're going to get. You know, it. What 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 do they say in Forrest Gump? It's uh, life is a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. That's but that's that's not true. You're getting chocolates. <laughs> well, that's true. I guess you don't know what type of chocolate you're going to get. So I think uh, I think the Chargers are hit or miss. They were terrible against the Broncos. Now, we'll give credit to Vic Fangio and the Broncos for that. They were fantastic in the first half against the Bengals, took the third quarter off, let the Bengals get back into it, and then they were great in the fourth. They pulled away from the Bengals got in the memo. Cincinnati. They
3: got the memo from CBS, I think. Hey, this is our <laughs> national game in the early window. Can we please make this interesting?
1: <laughs> oh, right, right. So I'm going Chargers as well. I think they blow the doors off them. Ryan, uh, he's rolling his eyes when he makes this prediction, is also going with the Chargers. I'm surprised that he didn't want to go with the Giants just to uh, hate on the Chargers, but he's not trying to lose points in our uh, yearly stand. all right Mace the next game Raiders at Chiefs Raiders I mean speaking of not really knowing what you're getting the past five weeks four of them we've known what we're going to get from the Raiders and that's bad football including last week against the football team losing at home to them uh, by the guy named Taylor Heineke who's actually playing good football Mm. now but uh, the Raiders two weeks ago though on Thanksgiving on primetime TV Mace they they beat the Cowboys in a very impressive offensive output they're 9.5-point dogs going into Kansas City to play the Red
3: Hot Chiefs. Who do you like? You know what? The Chiefs have given up 56 points in the last five games. Wow. The Raiders, they had that 36-point outburst against the Cowboys. Every other game in the last five games, they have failed to score more than 16 points. Mm. So I don't like Las Vegas' offense in this situation. I think the, and the Chiefs will get just enough Weird to say that about Patrick Mahomes' lead attack. They'll get just enough. Right. And the Ra- that and the Raiders' defense would not was not playing well before last week. Washington only gets 17. The two previous games, Raiders gave up 40 or three previous games: 41, 32, and 33. The Chiefs, I think, win this one in a walk. Oh, I
1: like that a lot. Now we're not picking against the spread here, but we will be on our weekend Broncos mm-hmm. pick them. The Chiefs are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I don't like this game. In fact, I wouldn't even bet money on the Chiefs. This is a trap to game, win. You think in terms uh, of uh, I'm just, gambling. Yeah, I'm. I'm just scared about it, and it doesn't really make sense because I'm very high on how good the Chiefs are. I think I talked about that a lot last week, but something just scares me. The Chiefs are going to win, but I'm nervous about it. And then a game that, man, some Broncos fans are nervous about is 2 5 on Sunday. Lions coming into Denver. Dare I say the Red Hot Lions, the 1-0 Lions in their past one game, and the uh, struggling Broncos, 0-1 in their last one game. Broncos, 10-point favorites. Mace, how does this
3: game play out? 10-point favorites and... It's going to be the defense that's the biggest reason why I think the, the Broncos are going to cover here. I think though, I think they'll contain the Lions. It's interesting though; you hear all the hear all the coaches talking about. Oh, the Lions are a good team. They do this well. <laughs> uh, they've de- they, their talking points yep. are yep. on point.
1: Yeah, they're not overlooking them from what right. they're saying. The,
3: this team shouldn't look over overlook anybody. Absolutely, they're not good enough to do that. I'm right there with you. And I think. The experience of a game like the Eagles, for example, when the Broncos were a little bit off point. The fact that they're coming off a loss, I think, is going to get every, is getting everybody's attention again. I think, I think the Broncos win this one comfortably and keep themselves alive. Can we get a score prediction? I'm just. I haven't really thought about it. Hey, my I'll, my I'll formal score prediction okay. will be in our preview piece. Okay. My informal score prediction is going to be. Broncos twenty-three Detroit seven.
1: Ah, I love it. I love it. Ryan's going Broncos 24 to zero. So he loves a shutout. And Mace, I got a question for you. Last week, how how would you describe the Chiefs defense against the Broncos offense? Giving up nine points.
3: Bent but didn't break. Okay. Because they gave up some they gave up some yards and they gave up a lot of yards on one drive. But they were good in the high. They were good in high leverage situations.
1: Okay, fair. I. I mean, you're right. I'm not going to say you're wrong there. But I'm going to say giving up nine points is dominant. That's how I think the Broncos defense is going to be against the Detroit Lions. They're going to be dominant. They're only going to give up nine points, single digits. We all have the the Lions scoring below ten points, and you know what? I'm going to say the Broncos do to the Lions what the Chiefs did to the Broncos. I'm going to say 22-9. to The Broncos are going to win the exact same score that they lost to a week ago. Uh, What's interesting is the Lions are not a good defense. I mean, they're a bottom-three offense and I think a bottom-three defense Mm -hmm. as well. None of us have the Broncos' offense coming out and lighting it up, and I think there's a lot of reason for that. But, you know, scoring 24 points like Ryan has, scoring 23 points like you have, scoring 22 points like I have at home against a really bad team should – get it done and we all have it getting done very easily. It's crazy how similar
3: yeah. all of our scores are. It's above well it's above average if you get 22, 23, 24 points above average for the Broncos on a per game basis this year. Yeah. The other thing with the Lions like you look at their at their offense, they've only been in single digits once. But this is a, as we've seen a, a Bronco D that is playing much better since the buy and really like even factoring in the buy They've, play, they've played very well now in four of the last five games going back to the Washington game when they made those plays late to preserve the win. So Detroit, in its last 11 games, Zach, has only hit 20 points once. That was last week against Minnesota. Wow. I'm taking the broader sample size and saying the Lions – don't get a lot of points in this game. Yep. Because their offense yep. was very much on the struggle bus before they went up against the Minnesota defense that frankly at times has looked like an absolute sieve.
1: Yep. And Mace, the, the only two games that they've got more than 20 points It's when Jared Goff has had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. If Jared Goff lights up this secondary, there's going to be major concerns. It's going to just remind us all of September in October when, when the Broncos mm-hmm. secondary was surprisingly getting torched way more than they should. The Broncos secondary has been way better of recent, so that's just why I don't expect that to happen. And Mace, on top of all of this, there's also going to be the potential emotional letdown of the Lions, while the opposite should be happening with the Broncos. They, they should be uh, higher than ever right now coming off a loss, needing, knowing they need to bring the energy at home. And on top of that, too, on top of them being a bad team, you also have Detroit. Mace, 21 guys didn't practice today. Like half of them are due to illness, and then they also have some injuries. There's an illness going around Detroit. Holy cow, if you lose to a team that is the worst team in the league, that's going to have an emotional letdown, that isn't going to have a lot of their players, or a lot of their players are going to be weak, then your team's going to be really weak the rest of the season. You're going to blow. You're going to blow everyone out. Your quarterback. You're going to blow a lot of players out. You're going to blow your coaching staff out. It's going to be really bad. So the Broncos are going to win this game, and Mace, they have to win this game.
3: I mean, did they go out for a team meal on Tuesday night or Wednesday? If, you know, honestly, I'm I'm here, I'm seeing this and I'm looking at all the DMPs because of illness. I'm like. Did they just have bad food at a team meal? Maybe, that's like food. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah, yeah, food po- it's a great. Point. Food poisoning. Guys are guys are you know making a lot of trips to the restrooms, you know, <laughs> to the point where it's like, oh, we can't practice. We don't have everyone's running off to the porta <laughs> john. Yeah, so I, yeah. that, I mean, that's like twenty one guys, and, and also some big names as well, including T.J. Hawkinson. Yep, are on their on on this list now. Maybe got,
1: their best player.
3: He's their best player. Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
1: Yeah, speaking of Noah Fant earlier, of course, TJ is very much connected with Noah.
3: Absolutely, the reunion of the Iowa tight ends. Of course, <laughs> yeah. TJ Hawkinson went before Noah Fant largely because he was more complete, uh, better, better blocker, and he's already been a Pro Bowler. And uh, you can say right now that uh, that he he is the better of the two tight ends. And uh, this year, four touchdowns, sixty one catches, five hundred eighty three yards. So his per catch average isn't great, but they're pretty happy. Yeah. With him in general.
1: Yeah, very happy. And if if uh, you are sick and you can't leave bed just like pretty much half of the Detroit Lions you want to be on the snooze flip mattress from our friends over at snooze sleep because the snooze flip mattress, is the most universal mattress in the world. You could give it to an entire football team and everyone could be satisfied because what the snooze flip is, it's a four in one mattress. One side is hard. The other side is soft. So you flip it depending on which side you want. And then they have a reversible cover, which one side is hot. One side is cold. And then so you can put the hot side, on the hard side. You can put the cool side, on the soft side. You can flip it exactly as you want, and you will get the type of sleep that you want. And on top of that, Snooze Sleep is Colorado based. You guys know how important it is to support our local partners. And over at Snooze Sleep, they are Colorado based, but the beds are made for the world, so anyone can order them. And go on snooze and if you use the code DNVR, they're gonna hook you up with $500 off uh, a queen mattress. And They're going to hook you up with $1,000 off a queen mattress and adjustable base for a king bed. So make sure sure to check them out for the best universal mattress out there. It is brand new technology, so check them out over at
3: SnoozeSleep.com. Also, check out the American Raptors playing at Infinity Park. Of course, recently they were down in the Southern Hemisphere in Montevideo Uruguay for a two-week tour that included matches and a scrimmage. You can find all the coverage of that, by the way, at DNVR at, uh, Rugby with our guy Colton Strickler. But now they're they're back in the states. They're getting ready for more more matches, more games, and you can come on out to Infinity Park and watch them for free. That's right, for free. You head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make any of the games, go to AmericanRaptors.com. They'll stream all the matches on their website. If you're wondering what the American Raptors are, it's your Colorado rugby team based at Infinity Park in Glendale. They've rebranded. The American Raptors are comprised of crossover athletes from football, track, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and they're learning the game of rugby, applying their natural athletic skills to the sport of rugby they ended up their first season at five and five plenty more to come the hope is that a lot of these guys can be part of the national rugby team and upgrade the performance of the usa eagles rugby and bring also more people to the sport of rugby so check it out american rugby or AmericanRaptors.com to get free tickets for matches coming up in glendale and also to watch all of the american raptors matches on their website and of course Make sure you follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Follow our guy guy Colton Strickland. Strickler, pardon me, who has all of it covered for you.
1: Yeah, and you guys also have to check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They've got such a juicy line on tonight's Thursday night football game. They've got the Steelers plus three. They're playing the Vikings. Mace, who did the Detroit Lions get their only win against five days ago?
3: Pardon me, the Vikings.
1: The Vikings, Steelers are gonna beat them. They're plus three at plus 105 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I absolutely love the Steelers tonight. Steelers are plus 155 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Give me the Steelers. And if you want to get in on this game and you're a new customer, just bet $1 on either team. And as long as you bet at least $1 and a point is scored in the game, Big Ben's gonna score a point even though he's on the decline. He's still gonna score a point. You get $100 in free bets, which you can use tomorrow. You can use Saturday. You can use Sunday on any NFL game or get in on the Army-Navy game on Saturday as well. And, of course, you can use it on Nuggets, Avs, anything you want. But tonight, get in on Thursday night football. Bet a dollar. And DraftKings will give you $100 in free bets on any game you bet a dollar on as long as there's a point scored, which there will be points scored in every single game. So check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $1 on any team. You'll get $100 in free bets if there's a point scored in that game. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. supplies. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Mace, let's talk to the people and close out the week by talking to the people. And we have super chat for us. Let's get to it from 562Bronco. We really appreciate it. He says, my boys, flying out to Denver this weekend for the first time, super excited, thinking about doing the party bus. Let me know what the vibes are like. Oh, the vibes are going to be great. 56-2 Bronco you got to check out the party bus you got to come down for the tailgate that's where the vibes
3: are the best and the best part about the party bus is of course you don't have to worry about parking near the stadium all that you just hop on the bus over here ride to the game the bus then will take you right back to the DNVR bar of course and uh, you can uh, enjoy the post game hopefully revelry there's (laughs) going to be a live post game podcast oh if it's not revelry, like, if, they, if the Broncos don't win, it's, I mean... You think I've been hot now? I, uh, Wait till yeah. that one. I mean, it's not going to be knives. You're going to have <laughs> some <laughs> machine guns Oh yeah! at it's, that point. It's, it's I mean, going to
1: be really bad. But don't worry. You don't have to worry about that. The vibes are going to be great. Like, the Broncos are going to be 500 you, midway through December. You're over gonna,
3: 500. You're a fan of Home Alone as a uh, Christmas movie? I've seen it, yeah. Okay, if the Broncos lose... Do you know the scene in Home Alone where uh, where Kevin watches, like, the movie, the gangster movie? Right, right. And, you know, and then counts to ten. One, two, ten, and they start firing <laughs> yeah. with a machine gun gleefully. Yeah, that's going to be like, change, the change, you filthy animal. Yeah. That's going to be you if the Broncos <laughs> yeah. lose
1: Yes, Sunday. it absolutely will. I mean, it's going to be Christmas time, too. So, uh, absolutely, it fits right in.
3: Yes, Oh my god! Oh my goodness! I mean, you've been you've been hot a lot. I mean, <laughs> I
1: can't. I still can't believe that uh, people aren't for doing whatever to get so, rust. Someone
3: spike your hairspray there? Uh, yeah,
1: probably. there has been going a little crazy. Hey. Man. Maybe I've been a little electrocuted these past couple weeks. <laughs> 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 Let's hop into the comment section, Mays, First one coming in from Wildcard it says, "Hey, fellas, it feels like this coming off season is going to be one of the most important the Broncos have had since 2016, and much of George Payton's tenure is going to rely on the moves he makes at staff and quarterback." this offseason obviously the quarterback debate to draft or make a move for a vet can go on forever but what do you think makes the most sense in selecting the staff should Peyton stand pat and roll with vic again or should he move on and why hasn't greg roman the ravens offensive coordinator name been brought up as a possible head coach candidate sorry for the long-winded comment but i haven't commented in a while thanks for the content as always your boy Wild card? Well, wild card. I agree with you that this offseason is the most important one in a long time, but I don't agree about why it is. The reason this is the most important offseason in a while and something we don't talk about is the Broncos are going to get a new owner. If the Broncos get an owner, and I don't expect this to be the case, but if the Broncos get an owner, it's all about just money and, and, and the bottom line. It's going to be really bad news for the Broncos for the future. If they get a Pat Bowlen type of owner, but a Pat Bowlen type of owner that's all about winning, that has all of the resources you could ever imagine, which Pat Bowlen didn't always have, oh boy, this
3: offseason is going to be remembered for decades. The bottom line is we're probably not going to know much about that owner and what direction it's going to go in for a while. It's yeah. important in that you'll have the owner presumably in place, right? but you're not—I mean— did Washington fans know immediately that Daniel Snyder was going to be as lousy as he was? Now, there Probably were not. some signs. Like, one of the first things Daniel Snyder did when he got fired was blow out the uh, the, the secretarial staff. Mm. Blow out a lot of the sports staff yeah, as well. And then doesn't make sense. in his second year, he decided to start charging for training camp. So you knew pretty quickly Yikes. that Dan Snyder was a nut job. Yeah, that's a bottom line move right there. Yeah, so... But a lot of times, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, you could—I mean, it's fair maybe to question David Tepper in Carolina considering how things are going right now. But at the same time, everything looked like smiles and sunshine for a while after he took over in Carolina. Yeah. certainly there's a guy that has a bottomless reservoir of cash, will spend heavily, but hasn't gotten the return on investment. No, absolutely. In part, maybe because there's a little bit of impulsiveness to the decision-making going on there. Yeah, out in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's a it's a great point, so, and we're we're not going to know, but that's why it's the most important. And yes. of course, the, this can become the most important uh, off season in terms of quarterback as well. If they land Russell Wilson, if they land Aaron Rodgers, they, they draft their quarterback for the next fifteen
3: years. Right. Exactly. Nemo three. Here's the plan: keep Vic, fire Shermer, and replace him with Dan Mullen. That will be a home run hire for offensive coordinator, in my opinion. Dan Mullen is one of the best. Offensive minds in football today, regardless of level, not so good of a head coach though. Referring, of course, to the uh, former Mississippi State and Florida coach who got yep. whacked uh, last month. Yeah. Furthermore, even though the mishaps this past Sunday were not his fault, I'm still on the fire McMahon train. LOL. I've just seen enough. I'm thinking we have to improve our own line, boys, the interior specifically. Lloyd is Cushingberry is great and still young, but no thanks. I think this offseason we inevitably will give up draft capital, possibly multiple ones and twos for a big name vet QB. However, I think regardless, we still need new faces up front. In a potential trade to get an elite QB, do you think we give up so much draft capital that drafting a plug and play lineman is off the table? For reference, I love what Tampa did by getting Tom and Worse in the same offseason. It paid dividends immediately. This week, we need to spend all practice having the offense practicing tackling bags. <laughs> if a defender catches a pick against us, you seem like you have a 90% chance of scoring. Uh... Sorensen running picks back is engraved in my mind at this point, and he's not very good. SMH. Quick thoughts. We're still a little bro to KC. 12 straight is mind-boggling. Mike Boone is nice. Chubb, no. Is Vic cursed with injuries? That's
1: oh, great. boy. Lots,
3: lots to unpack here. <laughs> there's, there, Nemo. there's a lot.
1: <laughs> we want to get to a lot of other comments, but so I'm just going to comment on the thing that jumped out to me the, the most. If, you're, if you have to practice tackling on offense, Mace, it, you probably shouldn't because you're just toast anyways.
3: And you know what? That's not something you should have to do now. Jim Zorn, longtime NFL quarterback coach, briefly was head coach in Washington, of course, and played quarterback uh, mostly for the Seahawks, had cups of coffee with Green Bay and Tampa Bay in his career. Jim Zorn would have one day a year where his quarterbacks would actually practice tackling just to just to do it, just to kind of remind, okay, this if you're in a situation, you get a, get a return against you, this is what you have to do. Just a reminder you would do it like one drill one day in camp just to do it but that's I'm not saying you have to work a lot on it but you need to at least do it at some point right just as a contingency and and I, and I agree if I ran a team you'd have a day where you know the quarterbacks and running backs and the kickers the kicking specialists <laughs> yeah you know what we're gonna work we're gonna do a little tackling Brandon McMass we're gonna oh, do a little tackling man. drill here at that
1: point uh, I just Yeah, you're hosed anyways. But I see where you're
3: coming from. Yeah, but you turn death a touchdown against you into a fighting chance to live, somehow getting the stop and getting your defense on the field in the parlance of Dr. McCoy in Star Trek 3. <laughs> there we
1: go. Bronco Euler <laughs> says, in past coaching cycles, we've not been the most attractive destination, but based on current hot seats, anticipated vacancies, do you think we'll be a more desirable destination in this cycle if we choose to let go of Fangio? I can see Las Vegas, Minnesota, New York Giants, Chicago, maybe Houston and Jacksonville being available. Maybe Vegas or Chicago would be preferred spots, but looking at this list, I feel like Denver has a pretty good chance of getting a top candidate like Peterson, Dabble, Bowles, Moore, et cetera, especially now that we have the capital to make an aggressive move at quarterback. What's your take?
3: There's attractiveness in the roster, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, George Payton is somebody who's very well thought of yep. in league internal circles. Really, the only question is who's the owner? And, that's, right. and you'll have the interview, and in every interview, right, there's always a question, a point where the people doing the interview say, "Hey, do you have any questions for us?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. I imagine the first question out of any prospective coach is going to be, "Yeah, what's going on with the owner?" Yep, and then, that's important. That's important to know for a you know to, for long term.
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. That that is important. That's a ding against the Broncos and Mace. The second question is going to be. What's the plan of quarterback? Yeah. Do you do you agree with my plan, George? Are you going to trade two first round picks to move up in the first round and get uh you know, Matt Corral that I really like if you're the head coach? Or are you willing to part mm-hmm. with Pat Sertan and Javante Williams and multiple first round picks for Russell Wilson because that's who I want at quarterback? And so those are the two biggest questions. Mm-hmm. And so if Las Vegas has Derek Carr, they may be a more attractive uh spot. Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Boy, I mean, I think the Broncos are, are more interested or interesting in that. And then the Giants—they have the draft capital to go get a top mm-hmm. quarterback if they want. So that could sell a coach. Chicago—it all depends on if a coach likes Justin Fields. Same with Jacksonville. Uh, I have to imagine every coach will like Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And so the Broncos—I can't make a case that they're going to be the most competitive in the best destination. But I can't make a case that that they—they'll be up
3: there. Yeah, with Chicago. Clearly, with a young quarterback, you're trying to maximize. That's where Brian Dayball, Greg Roman, are guys that make a lot of sense yes. for yeah. Chicago if, if they move move on. Remember, like the what a coach says about the quarterback could be what either sinks or swims his candidacy. Because we all know that story about Brett Bielema, then the coach at Wisconsin, walking into his interview with Miami back in early 2012 and telling them that his plan was he wanted to draft Russell Wilson, yeah. and it being pretty much dismissed by the Miami. Top brass who were of the he's not tall enough. Yikes! Perspective. Well, the Broncos' top brass would know that as well. Think how that <laughs> that would have changed a lot. I it mean, certainly would Brett, have. Brett Bielema might not be stumbling around at illinois right now right yeah he might be probably still right. the coach in miami yes we russell probably would be
1: trading about Rus- talking about <laughs> russell wilson being traded right now if yeah, that
3: was the case exactly
1: next one from bronco says let's take a trip down memory lane 2012 brock osweiler 2013 zach dice 2015 trevor simeon 2016 paxton lynch 2017 chad kelly 2018 case Keenum; 2019 drew Locke, and free agent joe flacco nine of the top 15 quarterbacks by qbr this year were top 15 draft picks would likely be 10 if watson played the expectation Or the exceptions are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, excuse me, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Lamar Jackson. Elway's issue wasn't swinging and missing; his issue was not swinging at all. Message to George Payton: If you're not willing to take your guy in the top fifteen, don't even bother with him. And I couldn't agree more than this. This is something that we've been preaching for a long time on this show. Is Mace the Broncos have got what they've put into the quarterback position? They've put in bottom investments, and you know what they've got bottom return it shouldn't be a shock at all the broncos haven't done anything when they've gone after free agents not just joe or joe flacco they traded a fourth round pick for they traded a sixth round pick for teddy bridgewater they gave kirk cousins 18 or not kirk cousins they gave case keenum even worse 18 million dollars that was bottom tier money it seems like a lot that was nothing all of their investments have been absolutely nothing and so they've got what they've asked for
3: well Broncoilers, oilers what he does is he points out where all those guys were picked. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, Paxton Lynch picked 26. First rounder, yes, but as we've discussed, that's in the danger zone. Last half of the first round. That's where the success rate of quarterbacks selected really drops. So there has not been a premium investment in terms of either capital or cash since Peyton Manning. Yep. Because Joe Flacco was, you know, what was mid tier and a little bit more expensive than Case Keenum. But the bottom line is if you know you even then Joe Flacco and Case Keenum were not good value plays at all. Like that's I mean, and that's where the Bridgewater discussion is going to be interesting. If the Broncos are do end up going young quarterback, I know we opened up top with Russell about Russell Wilson, but if the Broncos do end up having to settle for a young quarterback in the draft do you want to pay somebody fourteen to $18 million to be a bridge, or would you rather just maybe go get Andy Dalton for – I mean, uh. I don't, Andy Dalton's probably not going not gonna to make $10 million, right?
1: right? Yeah, you're probably
3: right. Do you want to just get, go get Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick for seven?
1: Oh, uh, I know what you're saying, but just
3: those because names. Part Believe it or not, Teddy Bridgewater is actually the best he is. value. Well, him and, and Trevor, because Trevor was a seventh-round pick. Yeah. Those are the best values you've gotten so far. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Investment.
1: Without a doubt. Let's hit a couple super chats that came in from 562Bronco again. He says, Zach, I like you, bro, but come on, not PS2 and Javante. Okay, I'm not saying you're just giving these guys away. My question to 562Bronco and anyone else that says I'm crazy is, would you say no if that's what it would what, what the trade includes? Uh, Patrick Sertan and Javante for Russell Wilson and more first-round picks. Would you say no? Again, I'm not advocating to just give these guys away, but I think it's it's worth it personally. And the next super chat, and we really appreciate that mm. uh, five five six yeah. two Bronco. The next one from Jelly says, "What is the best realistic quarterback, head coach, offensive coordinator for us heading into the 2022 season?" hashtag DNVR. I'm excited not for the Lions, but for the quarterback situation. All right. Oh, let's.
3: Are we just going to say ideal scenario here? Yeah. All right. Russ Wilson, quarterback. Okay. And to make that happen, Dan Quinn, head coach. Okay. And let's say Jacksonville blows it up, Darryl Bevel, offensive coordinator.
1: Okay, there we go. I mean, anything with Russ in there, and I'm right there with you. And if it it requires Dan Quinn, sure. If not, maybe you get a a genius offensive mind in here, the next up-and-coming guy. Uh, I don't know if that's Kellen Moore, but I would trust George Payton. And then Mm. – I think that would hit it with what he's asking. So yeah, I mean, it, it, anything with Russ in there, yeah, that's the ideal. Plan. And I would
3: even say the same thing if Russ says, "Oh, I want," you know, "I like Brian Schottenheimer." Yeah. Well, fine. And anyone, Brian Schottenheimer, anyone <laughs> as
1: long as it's Russ.
3: And I know Schottenheimer, thats the name that's going to make people go, "Ugh." Seattle's offense was pretty damn good with Russ and Brian Schottenheimer last year. Yeah, fair, fair. For most and, of the year. And just
1: a quick reminder Until to people:
3: Carol got tight and basically made him kind of pull the reins in late after right. one really bad game which right was a mistake. And,
1: and that's i think where some issues started with them uh and uh, just just a reminder for people that are going to say well how about you fire vic but you bring him back as defensive coordinator that's no that's not no. that's that's not how it works that's no. not going to happen
3: <laughs> the only way you can come back is if a lot of time has passed like i mean yeah. b- believe me believe me if the broncos in 1995 when they hired mike shanahan could have demoted wade phillips and said wade just go to run the defense yeah because one of the problems with Wade Phillips when he was here it's ironic looking at Vic Fangio today is that Wade chose to hand off the defense to Charlie Waters and Charlie didn't do a very good job. Yeah. And the defense collapsed. That probably doesn't happen if Wade is calling the shots. They they would have deep in their hearts probably loved to have Wade working under Mike Shanahan, but they're, you know, that that's pretty much an emasculating thing. You can't really do that. Right. And 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 again, so Wade do, obviously doesn't come back for two for just under two decades, so.
2: Yeah,
1: no, it, it, it's a great point. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Jason Seventeen, my boys, we are two and three throughout the se- or we're two thirds through the season, and it's time to play the what if league. Where do the Broncos stand in the season right now if the following had happened? Gardner Minshew is starting quarterback. Seven and five. I like that. The Broncos drafted and started Mac Jones. Five and
3: seven. Eight and four.
1: The Broncos See, drafted I, I, and started no Justin. Support I, man I but don't know. I, but you say that the offensive talent though is better. I know the coaching isn't as good, yeah. and I just obviously believe in Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos drafted and started Justin Fields. Four and eight, probably right. The Broncos run it back with Drew Locke. It's his least favorite scenario. Five and seven. Ooh, uh, I'm going four and eight. Uh, RK, I almost took your advice on on taking the over for Mac Jones completion attempts on Monday night. I'm glad I got work got busy and I didn't get the bet in yet, yeah, seriously. The Chad next he says, hey guys, given the recent or the receiving talent on this team, would you expect us to have fairly prolific passing attack? Yet we don't. Presumably, without any defenders Teddy could throw the ball to any of the receivers on any play. Then come game day we see a lot of dink and dunk. If Teddy can make the throw to any receiver, why doesn't he go for more? Because the other receivers are not open which is the crux of my question. Why aren't the receivers open more as are are our receivers not as good as we think they are is Shermer's scheme failing to allow them to be open are they open and teddy is just not making the throw for whatever reason there is so much talent why aren't we better
3: well the thing is though Cortland sutton and tim patrick their strengths are not in getting a huge amount of separation they're in being able to make plays in traffic Small window, defender close by. You get the ball there, in spite of a, a potential play on the ball. They're going to make the play. Jerry Judy, the route running, is superior, as we've acknowledged. Thus, he generates more separation than the than the others. And I think that's a part of why you see Jerry Judy get the ball more often when all three are on the field.
1: Mm, yeah,
3: that's. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's the watching the all twenty two. That's kind of the, the theory that I have on it is that you're seeing the, the bigger windows from him, and then it just kind of then feeds off itself. There's that trust factor. Although the lack of touchdowns for Judy is baffling, yeah. he's still – primary target out there yeah when those three there
1: yeah and, and that's a good point Mace to me uh I think it's on everyone and I know that some people think it's ridiculous that I put any blame on the receivers but the receivers right now are paid to be special uh and they're not being special in my mind they're not being helped out by Pat Shermer at all they're not being helped out by Teddy Bridgewater at all but I think the, the some blame falls on all three units as well. All right, next one. And, but great great question, great question. Next one coming in from Von Miller's Chicken Farm. Howdy, gents. I'm tired of Teddy. His inability to get the ball out quickly, staring down targets, high-sailing passes, missing every deep throw. The limp he's developed nearly every time he's hit. Lack of fire, blah, blah, blah. I'll be in Denver later today for the Lions game. Later today for the Lions game and tailgate. What are your favorite things to do around Denver? Thanks for the pod as always. Well, of course, you got to come check out the bar. You got to come to the tailgate as well. And some other things to do. Boy, this weekend's going to be cold. So I'm trying to think of some inside things. You got to check out a place called My Brother's Bar. It's one of my favorite restaurants in Denver. Uh, and Mace, what, what recs do you have?
3: Uh, I'd say go for a hike, but it might be a little cold. Yeah. I'd say go to a Rockies or a Rapids game, but neither one of them are in season. (laughs) Um, Denver's
1: got a lot to offer. Yeah, I know. Oh, there's some great Christmas markets popping up uh, now.
3: Go to Larimer
1: Square, Cherry Creek. Uh, Cherry Creek North Mm. has one going on right now. It's actually really cool. Check that out. Yeah, Yeah, you you check out Larimer Square and Cherry Creek. Those are going to be some top spots in Denver. Yeah. And let's get to one more question, Mace. Ivory Hotline says, hey, guys, hope you're having a great morning. Can you uh, can you slash have you asked Javante how his body is feeling after that heavy workload Sunday? What does his recovery look like? Next season, he is for sure the starter, and I'm hoping he can can make that transition to a three-down back. Mm -hmm. He's going to be able to make the transition. There's no doubt about that.
3: He will. Unfortunately, we can't ask him because the availability is so regimented right now that – we just can't go in the locker room and approach a guy like we used to anymore. Right, it,
1: yeah. exactly. But, uh, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. his body was a little more sore, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's unfortunately the life of an NFL player.
3: Yep, exactly. Real quick, one more. T. Let's Wood, hit 16. It. Hypothetical trade for Wilson, since we were talking about that <laughs> earlier. Broncos trade the following 2022 first round pick, 2023 20, first, 2022 second, 2023 second. Drew Locke, Natani Muti, Draymond Jones. Who says no?
1: Come on, T. Woods. You're offering two firsts and two seconds, uh, a backup quarterback that has a value of a seventh-round pick, a backup guard, and a starting defensive lineman. Remember, Draymond Jones has taken a step back from where he was. Everyone thought his value was sky-high this Mm offseason. It's not trash by any means. He has good value, but that's all it is. It's good value. So you're offering one starter, two backups, two first rounds, two second rounds. Who says no? Seattle, they're taking so many other offers. I like where your head's at, but come on, let's up the offer. Get uncomfortable, T. Woods. Yeah,
3: I, I would agree with that. Now, it just did hit me, though, that oh, let's say the Broncos, God forbid, but let's say they lose on Sunday. Okay. Do you play Drew Locke? Not mm. only just to see, but also maybe if you're thinking kind of long-term, thinking all over the horizon – if he plays well, he increases the va- potential value in a deal. Maybe not, you say, like, sure. worth a seventh-round pick, but maybe he plays well, and a team says, oh, maybe he's worth, like, a, like a fourth-round
1: pick. Sure, yeah, yeah, and a team wants to take a flyer on him. Okay. I mean, Mace, if you lose this week, sure, do everything. Fire mm-hmm. everyone, start backups. Uh, you know, at that point, you're trying to increase the trade value of guys like Drew Locke, and at mm-hmm. the same point, you're okay with losing because you just lost to the freaking Detroit Lions.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if they lose this game, I'm. I, I think you go ahead and, and do some of the changes that you're going to make, like yeah. Jeremy Foley would say. What will be done eventually must be done immediately. Yeah. If they lose this game Sunday, I'm. I, I can't argue with any decisions for major changes they're being made.
1: Yeah, and Mace, this show is going to be done eventually. So it must be done immediately. But before we get out of here, got to tell you about our our <laughs> uh, good friends over at Green Mountain Dental. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the Denver metro area. Make them your dentist because they're part of our family. We're part of their family. Go check them out. They're great people. And again, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain to also make sure to check out the Broncos tailgate this weekend get in on the party bus going there and check out the gift boxes that we've got going on at DNVR no better present than that so check us all out over at ddnvr.com and thank you all so much for rolling with us today I have loved this podcast I've loved all the it's feedback easy. even though it's pretty negative and Mace I've <laughs> loved rolling with you today love the conversation we've had we will be back after the Broncos destroy the Lions so make sure to check out our YouTube going live just after to the game and have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you after the Broncos game.
2: Roll out the truck and took a country drive Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton